Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire, back to Lafleur. Oh! The Sickest Montreal Canadiens Podcast. There is a ball! Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle, une passe devant. Et c'est la victoire de You found the dogs! John, you found the dogs! He found the dogs! And all together, they worked a young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. 8.6 beer. Intense by nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. It's gonna be sick. Marinero on this. Oh, what's 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 going on here? My God, look at this. Is my soundproofing in my room? Okay, so let's just move it over a little bit. Hold on, I didn't see that at all. All right, okay, we got that out of the way. Uh, so not your best start, but uh, you know what? Doesn't matter how you start; it matters how you finish, is what they say. So. Marinaro, the sick podcast on this Wednesday, January 11. It is one minute past 10 o'clock Eastern. It is uh, Mark Andre Perot kind of night, of course, as he uh, is a regular every Wednesday night. And of course, if the Canadians play, he doesn't join us on Wednesdays and then he'll join us uh, on another occasion. But the Canadians don't play tonight. The Canadians will actually play tomorrow night when they host the Nashville Predators in what will be a very eventful night. Uh, at the Bell Center in Montreal, it's probably going to be one of the most anticipated Thursday night hockey games or even hockey games in general of all the home games the Canadians have had this season. A lot of people looking forward to it because the Montreal Canadiens announced about a month ago that they were going to pay tribute to P.K. Subban, who's already in town. And earlier today, he had a chance to go visit the kids at the Montreal Children's Hospital. God love them. Welcome, everyone. And thanks for being here with me along for the ride. And we're going to be with you for at least about an hour. And, of course, the Sick Podcast is brought to you in part by 8.6 Beer. This one is the 7.0 alcohol level. It is the India Pale Lager and intense by nature for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark. Also brought to you in part by Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you go back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. As a matter of fact, uh, my buddy Andy Ellison, who's become a buddy, but he used to be a listener when I used to be on English radio. He's followed me over to support, of course, on the Sick Podcast. And he said, I want to meet up with you. It was your birthday back on November 23rd. I never had a chance to see you. I picked up something for your birthday, and I, I'd love to meet up with you. And I, I said, that, Andy, that's very nice. I said, you want to go for supper uh, tomorrow night, um, which was today when he called me. And I said, sure, Andy, we can do that. However... I said, seeing as the Canadians are playing the Nashville Predators, um, you know, I usually watch the games from home. I put my headset on. I take in all the information. I have uh, my paper. I write down notes, and I get ready, and I put everything together to do the sick podcast. I said, but you know what? He says, I'm actually in the mood for an early supper tomorrow. I said, sure, no problem. So once I get out of TVA Sports Television, which, of course, I'm on with Jean-Charles Lajoie, 
at GAC TVS Spot on TV Monday to Thursday at around 5.30 p.m. I said I should be back in LaSalle by 6.15. So at 6.15, we're going to be at Lacage LaSalle tomorrow. But I said, Andy, I'll treat you to supper. However, I'm going to stick around maybe for the first period. But at the end of the first period, I'm going back home to take down some notes. So he's cool with it. So I'll be there tomorrow night. Also brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group. I talked to you about Mike Chiquino. I talked to you about Sean Gerard. They own the operation. What an operation it is. It's a leading full-service logistics provider serving all of North America. It is driven to be different. If you're watching on Facebook Live, welcome. And if you're watching on Twitter Live, welcome. But if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, please do so. We really appreciate it because the more of you watch on Twitter, on uh, YouTube, that is, the more money we make. And what a beautiful thing it is. Sha-la-la-la-la, la-la-la-la. Speaking of money, my God, this guy makes so much on this show. It's unbelievable. Do we have Marc-André Perrault of TV Aspar? We do. There he is. What a beauty this guy is. Look at him. Hey, how come you know I make uh, that much money with you? Uh, because uh, you know, uh, you asked me for a certain amount. Uh, yeah, that, my heart that was a lot, stopped. wasn't it? My heart stopped. Yeah, uh, I was surprised they, you said yes. They had to take out. Well, I didn't initially. They had to take out the defibrillator. Uh, <laughs> I was actually probably uh, clinically. I was probably dead for about two or three minutes. I, when I came back to life, I called in yellow. I told him the amount. Then his heart stopped. And then right. when we were able to get it going, uh, we said, "Listen." Uh, the more we think about it, we're going to end up dying here. So let's just give him whatever he wants. And, and then that's how it happened. That's how it went down. Well, we'll go for a next round of negotiation then. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what, though? I got to tell you, I, I think I, I not only think, I know you're worth it. I know you're worth it. Uh, hey, nice. it was nice Are seeing you, you. You're trying to seducing me now. Well, that's the story of my life, you know? All but right. uh, yeah. All right. uh, I may be a little bit rusty because it's probably about, you know, 20 years or so that I haven't been able to seduce anybody. But when you got it, you got it. You got it. There you go. It was nice seeing you earlier tonight at the, the TV. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Nice hug. It was great. Yeah. 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 You, you're not I'm only a hugger. You're not only a hugger, but when you hug, you actually give like the the the, the little rub in the back too. Like, a, well, I mean, you know, I was gonna I was it, gonna detach right. from the hug, and then you were like, I found uh, it was like it was very very tight, and you were you were yeah, like I, you, you guys are funny. Like, just the hug with the like, yeah, don't do it then. Yeah, don't do you it. You hug, sure. you hug. So you, you you want you know you want to have a moment yeah. with one person at Correct. this particular moment you do yeah. it you, you know what this is what I say you either you know you you either go big or go home all there right okay we have um we have a lot to talk about <clears throat> yeah. is everything yeah. uh, is everything okay with my camera because I I've been told that something is probably not okay with my camera so far so good you look you great. see you see me good yeah well, I, I yep. look I think I see myself good what's what's wrong with my camera here. Am I, uh, I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. Hold on a yeah, second. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, I think, hold on a second. Let me, let me just do this here. Is that, uh, is that better? Or... You know, uh, listen, I, I, I think it's okay. I, mean, I think yeah, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. No yeah. It's, it's been, it's been worse. You know what I mean? It's been oh, yeah. worse before sure. in the past. Okay, it's good. Sammy just told me, because Sammy is back at Master Control. By the way, Sammy and Yellow have become pretty shy, okay? We used to put them on camera a lot more before, 
and they actually ask that we do it a little bit less. Uh, I, I think they're a little bit shy, okay? Sammy tells me it's good. Hey, um, before we get to, and why don't we start off with this? Did you see the very unfortunate incident involving Montreal Canadiens, Vincent Rohr, the guy they call Vinny Rohr? Did you see that? Yeah, I, I saw it. My uh, good friend, Jean-François Plante from the uh, journal Le Droit, yeah. uh, posted a, a tweet, so I went on Twitter to yeah. see it. Uh, what we know right now is that he is moving. He's been taken to hospital. I mean, it's it's just a fluke incident because he it's like a body check, centerized, but I mean, it's shoulder to shoulder, but the guy flips and on his head. And, uh, but yeah. So just as to far put things in know, context, uh, um, Mapper, for those who are not aware, uh, Vinnie Rohr was a third round pick, 75th overall in the 2022 NHL entry draft. A right winger who shoots right. He's Austrian. As a matter of fact, you just had a chance to see him at the World Junior Under-20 Championships playing for Austria. In five games played, he had one goal and two assists for three points. He plays for the Ottawa 67s in the OHL. And going into tonight's game, he had 34 points in 28 games. He was having a heck of a season. And I think we have the image here. If we can show it, do we? There you have it. Maybe let's rewind uh, a little bit because I, I think we caught a little bit late. Can we rewind a little bit? Right there. He's got the puck. Hold on a second. And it looked like, can, can we, I for whatever, we don't have it all that much here. Hold on a second. Let's go back, please. Let's go back. Let's go back and maybe stop it right here. Okay, look at this. It looks like the right knee comes up, comes out. Mapper, see the right knee? From the defenseman, yeah, and it looks like it. It looks more like he catches his hip. Go. It yeah, looks like he, he catches his hip. I, I, I think he. I think he realized he was gonna be hit, so he just kind of stopped. Yeah, him. but um, I, I. Well, it, it's tough to judge because we only have like the not even a second before the yeah. the hit. But yeah, it's tough to say. But. Uh, I, I I'm seeing that it it was pretty bad when it happened. Yeah, but now he's uh, awake, moving and speaking. So as a matter that's... of fact, when he was lying on the ice unconscious, at one point the body started to shake a little bit, and we've seen a lot of that actually with athletes that once they're yeah. knocked out, some of them have seizures. Okay, and I don't think it was a very long one, but we saw a little bit of shaking. Uh, the good news is that uh, he was, you know, when he was stretchered off, he was he was moving his extremities and stuff like that. And so, yeah. you know, we don't have a lot of news, but but you know what we have, I think, is 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 pretty positive yeah. so far. So far. So yeah. we we wish him all the best. And unfortunately, it just seems that in the world of sport, it just seems like there's one bad accident every night. And tonight, unfortunately, it was uh, Vinnie Rohr that I was on the uh, on the opposite end. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's talk Habs and. Yeah. Um, you know, I, the more we say that the rebuild is obvious to everyone, like I'm still seeing stuff every day and hearing stuff every day, like like the Canadians are the Titanic and they're a sinking shift, uh, ship right now and that uh, Marty St. Louis uh, needs more experience behind the bench to help him out and... 
the Canadians lack leadership right now and they need to fill that fill that leadership void and they need help and then uh, they need to get better results and I, I I don't understand for the life of me how sports outlets some of them uh or 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 just sports fans or or Habs fans or people covering the team like I don't I don't understand what some people don't understand. Like, the, yeah, I, I mean, even Marty saying we know it's not he's obvious. Got, it is, and people who are asking for a letter, like Jeff Gordon did with the Rangers. I mean, do you really need a letter? to tell you that this team is rebuilding. It, it's, yeah, you said it, it, it it's obvious. And Marty St. Louis also needs more experience. He knows it, he says it, he's not shy of it. So it's, yeah, it, 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 it's a group thing. And today, I don't know if you heard the, the quote. Uh, it was so funny because we, we went in the dressing room doing yeah. our interviews and then after that we are doing the scrum so first is french with the camera the yeah. writers blah 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 yeah and then after it's the english writers okay including eric angels who is uh uh angles or we call it we call him uh <laughs> angel. what do you call him he's what do you call him <laughs> and they, he's an angel <laughs> okay all right okay <laughs> but anyway so he's, at home. Second, he's an angel what on the road he's an angel is that it no, in life, it's well. I, I don't know if if I'm if I can say it, but you know, Sarangel. You know, he she she was like a famous kind of cook and nun. Oh, okay. Uh, now you don't know her. No. Like she, she's a legend in French Canadian people, so we call him Sar. Like, okay. Anyways, <laughs> I I kind of like I kind of feel weird not knowing her. To tell you the truth, should I feel weird not knowing her? Like, uh, you I was almost going to tell you that I knew her without knowing her, you know, but then I said, no, no, no I'm going to get caught I mean, in a lie here. I don't want to do that. No, you don't. You, know, you don't want to be be humble. That's perfect. But you should Google her. It, okay. It's like, yeah, you have to know if you've been in Montreal long enough to know who Sarah Angel is. So, okay. I got anyways. it. All right. So it's uh, it's the, the scrum and then like they're they're asking question. And then Marty St. Louis saying, you know, our team is like a puppy. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. If, if, pardon me, okay? I want to bring it up. Let's so everyone can see it. What okay. it sounds, okay? Now this was this was the translation in French because he gave the he gave the quote in English, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, you, you should you should translate it in English. It's going to it's, it's going to sound better and more accurate. Okay, okay, very good. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, so we'll keep it up. You translate it in English. What did he say? Oh, do I? No, yeah. I, I think okay. So basically saying that his team is like a puppy. So you can do, you know, training, potty training. But at one point, you know, he's going to pee on the carpet. Yeah. It's going to happen and it's normal. And you're going to be maybe mad, but it doesn't mean that you don't like the puppy. It's just mm -hmm. training. And this team is training and it's going to happen that the team is going to pee on the carpet again. But you know, it's a work in progress. I think it's, so it's. I think it's. I think it's a great quote. Oh, I mean, it's so yeah, true, it's, though, too, right? It's true. It is. It is, and 
I think, I'm not sure, but I think he included himself when he was talking about, you know, the learning curve and the fact that mistakes are going to be made and and everything. And it is true. And uh, another quote that he said that was very so hold on a second so so he too included himself in the list of I, of a young puppy who every that was my understanding is gonna that's pee on the carpet right so that's there's, my understanding so there's so there's players at the bell center who every now and then instead of peeing on the pad they're peeing on the carpet is that correct pretty much well oh, it's all right. it's called like mis- rookie mistakes or okay it, it's gonna happen, and you know, I've uh, never, after... I've never peed on a pad at the Bell Center before or on the carpet. Okay. Well, good for you. I usually I pee in the your... urinals at the Bell Center, okay. right? But I have to tell you, the water is very cold. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, another quote that was very interesting to me because uh, after the game against the Kraken, he so talked play about. Passengers. He talked about passengers. You remember? Yeah. yeah. He said the same thing after, I think it was uh, 15th of December, wasn't it? Against Anaheim or anyways, he said passengers. So it, it's been two times in less than a month. And I yes, asked versus Anaheim and, la- and last night versus Seattle. Correct. Exactly. And he, he said, well, the only person because my question was like are you doing this to you know you know and he said to take a shot at the players yeah he said each player has to look himself in the mirror the only person that they owe something is themselves so if you think you're a passenger well, maybe you are, but some players are too hard on themselves and they think they're passengers and they are not. But anyways, uh, I, I thought it was an important statement from Marty saint We after the game against Seattle. And I can't wait for tomorrow to see how the team will respond. Because when your coach is talking about passengers, you do, know, you do not want to be a passenger the game after, right? Well, you know, I think Vithersen just came out with the next jersey, a next T-shirt, sick T-shirt. You want to know what he says? I'm going to show no. you something, okay? Hold on a second. Okay. Hold on a second. Say hi to people. Sing a song. I'll be back in a second, okay? Me? Yeah. Oh, you do not want that. Yeah, no, no. I'll be back in a second. Hold on. You'll see the viewers drop so fast. I can't sing. I can't sing. But uh, that's, yeah, that... You know, you're putting a French-speaking person on the spot right now. But I'm going to tell people to go on my Twitter account and look that little video of Michael Pizzetta. He has a routine before every practice. And I think you should uh, take a look at that. What else? Okay, I'm back. Okay. Okay. Uh, You you see this? See this? Hold on a second. <clears throat> what? Uh, double shift. Your yeah. best players. Correct. Okay. Oh yeah. Sorry about that. I I thought it would well, be. Uh... 
That's pretty much what he did. Did you okay. see the double shift your best players? Okay. This yeah. over here, this is courtesy of Peter from Cote St. Luke. Okay. Okay. Double shift your best players. So this was uh this was a beauty. Okay, this was a classic. The Montreal Canadiens were down three games to one to the Toronto Maple Leafs in the playoffs. Okay. Yep. Three games to one. And Peter was there. from Cote St. Luke called Tony Marinero on English Sports Radio was the best show they ever had. Right? It was the best show they ever had. The most entertaining, the best ratings, all of that stuff. Okay? And uh, he said what they need to do, the Canadians, is double shift their best players. Now, it's a pretty brilliant idea. The only challenge the Canadians could have had is if Toronto was going to double shift their best players, you see? But Toronto didn't double shift their best players, and the Montreal Canadiens double shifted their best players, and they came back, and they won the next three games of the series, and they eliminated the Toronto Maple Leafs. How did they do it? How did Dominic Ducharme do it? He listened to Peter from Coach St. Luke. Double shift your best players. Now, Marty St. Louis talked about the passengers, right? Yeah, but and you pretty much double shift his best players. And you said you're curious to see what's going to happen next game. Vithurson, on YouTube Live right now, he says they should double shift their passengers. There we go. That's the next shirt. For those who want the tank, yours truly. For those who want the best shot at Connor. Yours truly. There you have it. Double shift your passengers. That's Wasn't it. it Mike Keenan who did that with Kovalev? Like he was taking too long uh, presence, so he yeah. Kovalev, Kovalev wanted he, to go. He wasn't a passenger, but he, he left them on for. No, no, I no, think no. The shift. The shift ended up lasting like four hours, uh, four minutes and fifty seconds, or something crazy. But something is very important. Uh, Again, Marty Sandwich pretty much double shift his first line or almost because average time on ice. Do you say presence on ice? Yeah, um, time on ice. Or per, per shifts. Okay. Uh, um, 107 for Nick Suzuki, 110 okay. for Nick Caulfield, and 109 for Kirby Dak. Those, those are Kirby long Dog. shifts. Those are long shifts. Those, but, those are too long shifts. But mapper, mapper, mapper. Let's put things in context. When you've lost eight of your last nine, and you know, I know, our neighbors know, the person across the street knows, and the person who's not even watching the games know that the Montreal Canadiens aren't going to make the playoffs, you know what happens? You play for yourself. You no longer play the team game. What do you think Cole Caulfield's going to go out and do? He's going to try and score as many goals as he can. You want to know why? Because at the end of the season or before that, ching, ching. He's cashing yeah, in. Like of course, that, but I, you know, personal stats are important to a lot of players. Everyone's going to play for themselves. They're going to get away from the team game every now and then. You might see it, but that's what happens. They're long shifts. They play for themselves. Yeah, well, right now. Uh, maybe it's just something happened because of I don't know power plays and you know lots of whistles. Uh, but it, it, it's too much. Just to give you an idea, McDavid is average averaging uh 59 seconds and that's the most in the nhl but he's always on the ice but uh normally a 50 second shift is pretty much 
the max or you know the, the target so anyways i thought it was an, an interesting yeah. stat uh angela esposito says hi tony via youtube live hello angela say hi to mapper as well mac andre pero if you're watching on youtube live you can actually message us sick s-i-c-k it's a way for us to feel the love and you can hit the like button thank you very much if you do that all right okay so uh brendan gallagher yeah out for six weeks the last couple Walking of years boots. have been very very tough for brendan gallagher he's had a couple yeah. of lower body injuries before that he has suffered a broken hand on two occasions he's had a couple of concussions um yeah. i think we all knew i think most of us knew that at one point Brendan Gallagher couldn't continue playing the game the way he played the game because he was going to break down. And yeah. as you get older and as you have a little bit more mileage, you don't recover as quickly. Or, and now maybe this is a freak accident. Maybe you blocked the shot. Maybe you broke something. But long story short, um, you know, and it's he's probably been unlucky more than anything else. He's been really unlucky, man. Unlucky, but his injuries are traffic injuries. It's not like it's because he went in the dirty areas and you have to respect that with Brendan Gallagher. Cause now, I mean, obviously his contract is too big for too long. I mean, it's 6.5 for the next four season, five, including this year, that's too much money for too long. Everybody agrees on that. Okay. Yeah. But let's, let's stop like bashing Brendan Gallagher saying he's useless and he's never going to be the same. We all know that, but his injuries, he, I mean, again, it was traffic injuries. It, it It's not just because, you know, he was like hanging around or yeah. the growing injury for whatever reason, because he did not train enough or whatever. He, this guy, he's a true warrior. He's training hard. He's going everywhere on the ice. He's giving everything. So, Let's keep that in mind. That being said, uh, I mean, it's it, it's another six weeks. He's probably never going to score 30 goals again. It's going to be a very heavy contract, but I, I, I just think it's unfair to, you know, because he's injured again this year, yeah. saying that he's useless and blah, blah, blah. Well, he's not useless, obviously. He has a lot of value to a hockey team in terms of what he can bring on a room in, the, in the room. But unfortunately... I mean, the game is played on the ice, and I don't remember which player it was, but when Scotty Bowman won uh, the Stanley Cup with the Pittsburgh Penguins, I think Pierre Maguire at one point, and he won the Stanley Cup with the Penguins in 1992. 91-92. Well, they won. yeah, 91, I think it was Badger Bob, and I think 92 was Scotty Bowman, if memory serves me well, correct? Uh, 91 against Minnesota, 92 Chicago. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Dominic Kasich came off the bench in 92 with the Chicago Blackhawks, and uh, Mary Lemieux put a couple by him, but he also made some some amazing saves. And yeah. there was and a was player John on Casey the, the there was before. there was a yeah, that's the Lemieux goal where in the, I think the last yeah. game finished eight nothing. I think it was game six, and he went around a couple of guys like they weren't even there. The old inside out move there. Um, yeah. There was a player with the Pittsburgh Penguins, and, and I don't remember which player it was, but Pierre Maguire has said this story on several occasions. And he said that, um, you know, the player was a healthy scratch. And I think at one point it was he who went up to Bobby and said to, to Scotty and said, Scotty, he's so good in the room. And he said, well, he can stay there. 
And uh, so, I mean, at one point, you're going to have to bring it on the ice, too. You talked about Brendan's never going to score 30 goals again. Mapper, uh, it looks like he's never going to score 20 goals again. These guys, you never know when they're going to prove you wrong. You never bet against some players, and I think Brendan Gallagher is one of those. Now he's going to have to <laughs> start walking again and skating again, but I... I mean, this guy, he's hes quite something. And, and just having him around the team, it's a great example for the young players. So that, yeah. you know, it doesn't it, it doesn't worth uh, 6.5 million. We, we agree on that. But still, he, he's still important for this team. Hey, for everyone watching right now and all you Habs fans, and some think you're bigger than others, and probably some of you know, uh, your trivia pretty good. Why don't you put yourself to the ultimate test? Take our latest quiz to test your Habs knowledge. You can click on the link in the YouTube description or find it on our Facebook and our Twitter. So there you have it. Question number one, who scored the Habs first goal of the 2022-2023 season? Was it Mike Hoffman, Josh Anderson, Cole Caulfield or Nick Suzuki. Now, I don't know if that's the... Hold on a second. Put that back. I don't know if that's the pitcher of the first goal of the season, but seeing as I see David Savard, Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, and Mike Hoffman, I'd go by process of elimination, and I'd be willing to say that it was not Josh Anderson. Huh? Uh, well, I'm I'm just I, I'm cheating right now. So, but uh, oh, it was Cole Caulfield. Yeah, I remember that. I remember uh, that because he 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 actually picked up. I remember him picking up where he left off, and that's why yeah. I went down like that. By the way, you found that fast. Where what did you use to find that answer? Oh yeah, he scored like uh, yeah. He he was he had five goals in his last five periods after the second period of that game. You remember because he yes. scored a hat trick. Yes, against, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. The Panthers. What last are you doing? Game. Are you googling? Or you have some kind of guy there? Or what's the story? No, no, because I'm I, I'm all my my NHL app is always open, and I'm oh. watching hockey right now. So yeah, I'm, you know, I'm just a click away from <laughs> knowing everything. So I'm oh, really eh? intelligent. You know what? Yeah, I'm kind of I'm crazy about hockey. So yeah, I don't even think I ever use that app. You're using the NHL oh. app. Yeah, and you, you have yeah. access to that information there, like that, like yeah. that. Or what? Yeah. Really? What do you do? What do you what do you what do you write in? You well, just go on the calendar game? of the uh, calendar of the games. You go. Oh, the- you went on the calendar of the game. Okay. Okay. I see. Yeah, so. And you went into the box score, basically, is what you did. There you go. Okay. Very very good. Marty Saint Louis needs help. A lot of people are saying Marty Saint Louis needs help. Needs to surround himself better. You say what exactly? Because I, it, I know it, where I'm going it, with this. The Chappelle side. Uh, I think I the think, answer is easy. Yeah. Easy answer is yes. And I had the conversation with uh, former players, former NHL player, my, my colleagues at uh, at TVA, and they pretty much all agreed. Uh, he has some very good assistant coaches with him. Boros, he's good. Letoski is good. Rabida is good. They are all challenging themselves. Uh, they're working very, very hard. But maybe I like. You know, an old wolf, old coach would would I mean it wouldn't hurt, that's for sure. And uh, again, I, I think Marty Saint Louis himself is he, he he's 
saying that, you know, he needs more experience. So obviously that would help. It's one plus one, right? All right. That's the way I look at it. Does Marty St. Louis need to surround himself with a better staff? Yeah, when the Montreal Canadiens are ready to take the next step. I want them I to rebuild. I want them, I want them I want them I I want them to finish near the bottom of the standings. I don't want him to bring in a Dave King kind of coach who's an assistant who used to insulate Alain Vigneault when he was early on in his coaching career and uh, the Canadians pick up more points in the standings. I don't want that. Don't be too hard on us on the actual staff. Bella. What do you no. what do you mean? I mean these are good hockey people well i mean everyone who works in the national hockey league is a good hockey person i mean and and everyone who works on the radio are good and everyone who does podcasting are good but some are better than others i mean like okay so man i feel uncomfortable saying this because uh i i used to have a little bit of a relationship with with alex burrows i mean i used to see him more regularly he's a really really okay. nice guy i like alex a lot personally <laughs> I like okay. him a lot, but if you're based on, 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 on certain performance and certain goals, oh, you're talking right? about the power play, right? Well, I mean that's his responsibility, right? I mean they have yeah, the worst power the play in... for the last ten years. No, I, that's, I that's that's not true. That's not true because I have the stats to back it up. It has been a terrible power play for five years, but in the last ten years, on two occasions. Okay. Uh, one once it was like fifth or seventh, and another time I think it was like 14 or 15. Yeah. But yes, for the most part, for the last five years, they've had a terrible power play. But here's the deal, Mapper. Mapper, here's the deal. Um, I don't care how bad Kirk Muller's power play was, and I don't care how bad someone else's power play was. We're talking about Alex Burroughs. You know, it's like okay. uh, it's like you say, uh, well, yeah, well, that uh, that um, you, you know, know what? You're you're right on something. It was not a good argument. Okay. That, that that's no you're right on that but you need the right horses to have a good power play and when you have and, and no offense and really no offense because he's a great guy i think he's good on maybe this but when chris weidman uh okay let's take a look at toronto power play the first unit he it's lacks like he lacks a, he lacks a shot from the point samperson well, that, that's, I mean, it, it's so important. So, yeah, I, I you know what? I'm not going to say that, he, you know, he doesn't deserve criticism because it, it, it's a game of results, and I get that. But I think there is one or maybe two missing pieces just for the first unit. So can you imagine for the second? Kaden Gooley maybe is going to be there. Logan Mayu, I think he could be down the road the guy on the on the point perfect the power play. mapper mapper i'm gonna say this you said yeah. you look at toronto's power play look at the players i understand i hear you look at tampa Bay's power play look, look at, at the players. Edmonton I, right now look at edmonton's power play look at the players i hear you look at the boston ruins and look at their players mapper i hear you and i agree with you but alex burroughs's responsibility is to get the most out of what he has and basically to make that power play work as much as possible, regardless of who the players are. I understand it's a tough challenge. Really, I do. I understand he's lacking a guy with a big shot on the power play. I understand that. But, I mean, Mapper, I mean, I, I, I don't I don't, I don't, don't like the argument of he doesn't have the horses. So, okay, and, and I use it too for Marty St. Louis. I get that, but... Marty St. Louis is in a rebuild. He knows it. Everybody knows it, right? 
the power play, I mean, I'm going to give you an example, okay? And, and I mean, I'm going to give you my example because I knew it very well, right? So I worked radio for 20 years, okay? Right? I worked radio for 20 years. I'm going to trust you on that. I was yeah. not born. Yeah, close to, close to 20 years. I mean, I started in September and I left in May. So okay. June, July, August, September, four months shy of 20 years. Okay. When I worked radio, I had a great slot for my personal life. I loved it. 10 a.m. to noon was my show. And I actually ended up doing noon to one with two other colleagues. Okay. My show was 10 to noon. If you take a look at the potential from a ratings potential for that slot, it it had the least potential of any slot on the radio station. Because morning, there's hundreds of thousands of cars driving to work. Mm-hmm. Afternoon drive, there's hundreds of thousands of cars driving to work. I was on at a time where there were the least amount of cars on the road, right? Less people listening. Because when there isn't when there are cars on the road and they get to work, well, then people, when they get to work, they usually don't listen. Some of them do via the app, but most of them have to work, especially in the morning. Because if you're going to actually take some time off, you'll go in in the morning, you'll do all your work in the morning, you'll try and finish as fast as you can, and then you'll leave in the afternoon, right? So that slot, I had the least potential. Did you ever see any billboard with my face on it? No. Did you ever see my face or my show on the back of a bus? No. Did they invest any money into the show in terms of billboards, advertising, this, that? No. Did I have a budget for guests? Zero. Zero. Uh, I had one guest who was paid. It was one of my sponsors. I paid him, but there was no budget, right? And there were several shows that had uh, a very, very big budget. I could have packed it in and said, I'll do the show, whatever happens, happens. And you know what? I don't care about the ratings because, you know, least potential. And I want it to be number one. I wasn't always number one, but I was number one quite a bit, especially the last couple of years. And if I wasn't number one, I was number two behind by a percentage point. And, you know, that's that was my mindset. Alex Burrows doesn't have the best players in the league. He doesn't have the second best players in the league or the third best players in the league or the fourth best players, and he's missing a shot from the point. But Mapper, they have the worst power play in the National Hockey League. And they, they had the, the worst, worst power play, play in the National Hockey League last year. And about a month ago, at one point, I think they were two for 37 and I think they were like just about 5%. Yeah. Like, I've never seen a power play that bad in my life. Well, I think it was three years ago. The first drill of the first day at camp was the zone entrance. Do you say that? Zone yeah, zone entry. entry. Zone entry, yeah. On the power play. But yeah. Without anyone on the defensive side. So it was the five players who just like were finding a way to, to have a good entry. It's been a problem. And again, I, I, I said Chris Weinman. The only thing I'm saying is that he is no Shea Weber. That, that was my point, okay? Because Chris Weinman, I think he's doing a pretty 
good job on the power play. Was, he's no, he's no a, Shea Weber. He's no Andre Markov. He's not a Mark Streit. He's not a Sheldon Exactly. Surrey. And you know what? He's not even a Marc-Andre Bergeron either on the power play. Well, he doesn't have that 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 shot. So he said, yeah. And I, I get it. And you know what? I'm sure uh, Alex Boros is not sleeping well at night. He's scratching his head to find some ways to get this power yep. play going. Yeah. We saw two games ago. Uh, before the first uh, power play, there was a TV timeout, and it was Marty St. Louis who had the board at the bench. It was the first time I saw that. So I, I, I think they are trying a lot of things. They are scratching their head, but it's just not working right now, and uh -huh. it's going to have to work. I mean, if you want to win in this league, you, you have to have a good power play. I mean, it's it's yeah. Yeah. one plus one, right? But yeah. it, it is a big problem. But you need more more threat. That's it, and yeah. you don't have them right now. I I hear you. And and by the way, I mean, I don't want Alex to lose his job. I want Alex to turn it around. I want the power play to be of better. Course. I still want them of to lose course. games. I want them to lose games five four, five three, six four, six five. I want there to be a, some very very entertaining games so people. It was don't the case detach. the first two months. Yes, the, until, until yeah. members of the media started saying that Marty St. Louis is not a tactician. Marty St. Louis is not a grand strategy. Marty St. Louis doesn't know how to make this team play team defense. And then you know what they did against the New York Rangers on that game back on January the 5th, right? Last week or whenever it was. What did they do? They tried to play defense like crazy. And it made for a very boring game. Just let them be, man. They're going to lose games. Let them open it up. Let Caulfield score his goals. Like everyone score their goals. They're going to lose 5 4, 6 5, 5 3. Yeah, but you need structure, back, right? Man. You need structure. And you can't tell the guys to just, you know, go play and have fun. It's not the way it works. If you want to win, you need a structure. And that's, I think, when, what they're finding right now. But the, the, the major difference is the will. Because at the start of the season, they could trail by two goals and you know they were still in now two goals it's over and that's why he's saying that there's passengers there i mean it's it's great they lost what 11 of their last 13 games yeah and you can tell after the first goal of the opponent that it's over and it's not normal it's it's just not normal and i i don't know what happened because Marty St. Louis is a player's coach. He's giving like very good speeches. But yeah. Why some players are just so flat. It, it, it drives me crazy because when you're talking about passengers, I don't know how you translate that in English, but he's saying basically that some players are pointing the bang. You know? Yeah. They're, you know, he's pointing the bang. He's like, they're, they're doing nothing they're getting their paycheck and they're watching the guys blocking shots and getting hit yeah. and they're doing nothing i, I don't know I, by I the way it. i don't know if that translates i don't know if it translates maybe somebody can help me here i know what it means it means basically they're doing uh well, sweet patina, you know, right they're doing nothing let's basically, say, let's right? say but, they have their 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 uh fingers and their nose but let's let's say that then they're yeah they're just like yeah they're passengers i i, I personally hate it and i heard that 
poor Hi, babe. girl. Hold on, on a second. Babe, 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 you want to come up? Babe, don't ruin the podcast. Don't, babe, don't ruin the podcast. Babe, don't ruin the podcast. My, my, look, can you believe this? My wife had some clothes in her hand. She was, she, she was, she walked into the room. So I was going to bring her in to introduce her. And she started, uh, can, you can you believe she ruins all of my, all I, if she would have, I can't believe she does this to me all the time. All the time. When I used to, I, she does this to me all the time. Babe. Yeah, you deserve it. Kelly wants to know if she can say hello. Babe. Angela. Angela Jose. Her name is Angela Ange Jose, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Angela Jose. They want you. I want you. Yeah. She's, she's not, not coming. So, anyway, so uh, what were we saying? We were, we were talking about passengers, right? Second time in a month. What? I'm so immature. All right, go ahead. No, well, that that was that. Was, I lost my train of my train of thoughts. <laughs> Do you have like a, a, a music? Like, a... you okay? Did you have too many of these cans? <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, I'm okay now. You just, uh, just, I'm so immature. Yeah. Go, well, ahead, go ahead. Aren't we all? But we're yeah. Still... <laughs> <laughs> oh. You're uh, tired. You're working 15, too hard. Fifteen minutes left of the show. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> nothing. Nothing happened. <laughs> it's just when I start, I just can't. I can't stop. <laughs> well, Edmonton <sighs> just scored the fourth goal. Four to one. Oh my god. Oh my god. This guy. Okay. Okay. It's good now. You good? Yeah, yeah. And by the way, oh. uh, I, I'm not, um, you know, I'm not on anything. I've actually, um, you know, thank God. You know, besides uh, this kind of beer, I've never taken any of that other stuff in my life. Believe it or not. Okay, I trust yeah. you. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, let's just let's just not forget that this coaching staff is working very very hard right now but they need help <laughs> yes they need help but they're not at a point right now with their team or the competitiveness of their team that they absolutely need to have the most competitive staff too the way the team is a young team and they're young pups who are learning right yeah it's a coaching staff that's young and when they start to add i think more experienced players or their players gain in maturity or experience 
then I think you can start to add to the staff. I don't. I really don't think it's a priority right now at all. No, you know? but they have the Marty Saint Louis has to figure a way to get the his guys out of this, and he's learning as well. It's. I mean, it, it it's it's something to find the right word, find the right recipe to to get your yeah. guys out of this slump. Yeah, and he's learning as well because I mean, right now it it's ugly. And what I was saying is that poor girl who she said, you know what, I'm not making a lot of money, and I, you know, I I waited for months, and I get like the two hundred fifty or the three hundred dollars needed to to get some good seats against the Kraken, and yeah. she's like, and that's what I get for for three hundred dollars, and it 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 took her months, yeah, to get. That's for me. That's the worst part of watching yeah. this team right now. Because I'm I'm paid to watch the game, and I I, I get it. And for me, yeah. it can be a good show, a bad show. It, it doesn't affect my paycheck. But yeah. for for the people who doesn't you know have all that money and they hey you know they I, it drives me crazy. Mapper, I met Wendy and Stefan yesterday who watched the Sick Podcast uh, via YouTube live. And uh, Stefan is formerly from Montreal, moved to Ontario, I believe, 26 years ago. They live about an hour 20 from downtown Toronto. Uh, they're both Montreal Canadiens fans, and they came down for the game uh, on Monday versus Seattle. And they're going to be in town for a couple of games. I believe they might be going to the game tomorrow night as well, if memory serves me well. But anyway, they um, whether they, they will or they won't, uh, they they told me that it was a five hundred dollar night for them on Monday night, and 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 they were they were disappointed because they that's found a lot that of money. They didn't get their money's worth, obviously. But but look, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. We talked about Alex Burrows before, and even though they're rebuilding and all that stuff, I do believe that next year the power play cannot be this bad. And if it is, and I'm not saying he'll get relieved of his duties. But maybe the first step you might see is that Marty St. Louis might take over the responsibilities of the power play. Why? Because when you have a bad power play, and obviously when you have a bad power play, you're not scoring. When you're not scoring, Marty St. Louis said it the other day, when guys come off of a bad power play, they don't score. It seems like their confidence dips and it just kind of like ruins it kind of like ruins the rest of their game. And so Everything. even though they're rebuilding, it's going to become an important facet of their game because it's going to it's gonna give guys confidence and feeling good about each other. And I, I think that if they don't turn it around uh, next year, um, Marty St. Louis might take over the power play. That could be step it, one. I, think. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be changed, that's for sure, because remember, what, one season – yeah, of hockey, it's it's like ten years in real life for us. It's yeah. it's it's long. But another thing Marty said today is, uh, you know, it can happen that one night, one given night, you don't have your legs. You know, you don't feel good. You know, but yeah. the effort, the effort, you, you you do have power on that. Yeah, it's your decision to give the effort or not. And if you don't have your legs. You need the effort, or you're a passenger. So, I, I I can't wait to see the next games. I, how some players are gonna answer, I can't wait. But the 
Only thing I want to say is yeah. the young players are not passengers. Nick Suzuki is having, you know, kind no. of a slump. No. But he is he is like made, he's like giving the effort, that's for sure. Yeah. Slavkovsky, same thing. Blocked two shots against Seattle, had some good chances. He's he might not be working perfectly, but he is working, and that's important. So, anyways. But it all comes down to, again, yeah. I'm always saying it's all about expectations. Uh, last week, I was telling you, what what are, what are did you expect from particular players? That's what you get. So. Yeah. Mapper, very – am I uh, – did you did you stop talking here? or Yeah, you did. Okay. I thought for a second yeah. that you were still talking a lot. Mapper, no, no, no. very, very long day for you. I mean, were you at the, the practice today? Yeah, I'm always at the practice. So you were at practice today. Then you made your way over to Tivia Spa. You filed all your stories. You did everything you had to do. There's hours and hours of work. Then you go back. You you make an appearance here with uh, Jean-Charles Lajoie and Tivia Spa on GEC. And then you finish that. And then you get out of there. And I don't know what time you got home. And now you're on with me. And it's like 10.52 p.m. Man. I know I've told you before that I really appreciate it, but I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. I'm not going to keep you it's longer because it's it's been a very, very long day for you. Thank you. And no, as you can it's, tell, it's, it's, it's been a long day for me, too. Look at his Twitter <laughs> handle. There it is, at M-A underscore Pero TVA. He's Mac andre Pero, and in my opinion, uh, one of the best reporters, not only covering the Montreal Canadiens, but I would say um, in the National Hockey League. Mapper is the GOAT of French or francophone sports reporters. Uh, this coming in from Julian Plenty. Let's let's say I, I do it my way and I don't take myself too seriously. So I'm I'm happy that some people enjoy it. But yeah, let's just having fun talking about hockey. But thanks for the kind words and thanks to it, Julian. Yeah, very you're nice. very welcome. So you, you <clears throat> so you do it uh, you do it your way, correct? Exactly. And yeah. uh, you can go on my Twitter account while you were gone yeah. somewhere I, I, yeah. I invited people to go see my uh my uh michael pezzetta watering his hair play by play on twitter and uh, yeah that's yeah that's yeah so it's, why don't we fun, right? why don't we see you out with this are you ready no for what is a man what has he got if not himself then he has not to say the things he truly feels, and not the words of one who kneels. The record shows I took the blows and did it my way. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if I like better this one or when you sing the foreigners to, uh, to Jean Charles, but yeah, oh, thanks. Uh, or a foreigner. <laughs> I want to know wanna... what love is. <laughs> I want you to show me. Hey, Mapper, have a great yeah. night. You know what, Mapper? You're so much, honestly, and, I, and I, I'm not just tooting your own. You're so much fun, and I can tell you the beauty of you is that the people watching live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, uh, they can feel the fun. And they're having a lot of fun with us. Thank you for being the way you are, man. I'll talk to you soon. I'm happy. I appreciate All right. that. Merci beaucoup. Have Bye a great everyone. night, okay? There you have it. Marc-André Perot of uh, TVA Sport. I, uh, I really like this guy a lot. Oh.
Great idea to get him on as a collaborator. Great idea. Uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we take some questions? Hey, um, I know we're, we're, we're done in about five minutes or so, but uh, uh, we haven't taken calls in a while. And usually I only take calls. I only take calls after a game. But I, I, I don't know. Uh, Agnello, can, can I open up the phone lines and maybe take a call or two? It has to be a good call because if it's not a good call, I'm just letting it go. I have to, you know, before I actually do this, I have to ask Agnello if it's a good idea, if it's possible. Agnello, Sammy, and Master Control, can you join me for a second here or no? Boop. All right, there they are. How are you? Doing good. My man. What's going on? I, 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 we, you and I, we have an agreement that, you know, we usually take calls after games because that's when more people want to call. But is, is this a fixed rule type of thing or what? Like if I wanted to take a call or two tonight, can I do it or not? There's no rules for Tony Marinaro. You're the best, you know, that. my God, I've never been used to this kind of situations where there's no rules. My God. Amazing. One triple eight, five, eight, five, sick. One triple eight five eight five seven four two five. I might end up regretting this, by the way. And the only reason why I'm doing it is because somebody in the YouTube text, YouTube chat, actually said, "Answer the phone." So you know what? I'm going to give out the number right now. I'm going to wait about a minute or two. If no one's going to call, then I'm not going to get it, and then we can forget about it. Future Sight says, "Love this sick podcast." Thank you very much. Kelly says. Master Control rocks. Yes, they do. That is Agnello and Sammy Cavallaro, the pride of the West Island. They're the best. One of your best regulars, says Edward. Keep up the great work. Cheers, Tony. Says Big Bill, when is Brian Wilde coming back on, Tony? Well, when he wants to. Um, What I can tell you is, is that usually Eric Engels is a contributor on Mondays. Usually, Marc-André Perrault is a contributor on Wednesdays. Usually, uh, George Larac is a contributor on Thursdays. Uh, Stu Cowan joins most of the time on Fridays. He'll join us every now and then on Tuesdays. But uh, Brian Wilde joins us every now and then. We have uh, we have others. You know, Mitch Jaguer has joined us from time to time. And, you know, there, there are others that who have joined us every now and then and you know, Chris Nyland, Knuckles, joined me once. And if all goes well, he's going to join me on several other occasions. He's in Hawaii right now. So when he comes back, maybe we'll do something together. Uh, David says, Tony, I was laughing so hard when you kept cracking up. Yeah. Uh, every now and then, I just, I, I lose it. Sonny Patel says, yeah, Master Control, Master Control is doing a great job. Center Ice says, um, we love Master Control. Um, others coming in. Big Bill says, sounds good. Um, SB says, love you, Tony. You're doing amazing, fantastic show. Thank you very, very much. Uh, John Zimmerman, enjoyed your singing. Uh, when do you release your recording? Uh, I don't know. I haven't sang any, uh, any, um, Italian songs yet, by the way. I haven't sang any Italian songs yet. Yellow, do you have any, um, any suggestions of any songs that you'd like for me to sing in Italian or no or yes, no? No? Did we lose uh did we we lost uh, we lost in yellow? Is that it? Oh we're here, we're here. Yeah. Is there any any suggestions of any songs in Italian that you'd want me to sing or what? 
I think you should sing Felicita at the end. At the end? Yeah. You don't like uh, Sarà perché ti amo. You don't like that. I like, eh? that, too. I like that too. Che confusione sarà perché ti amo un'emozione che cresce piano piano stringimi più forte e stami più vicino se ci sto bene sarà perché ti amo Hey, we have something on hold, so we got to do the animation. We have Let's do that. Let's do the animation. Let's do that, yeah. You called. You called. Presented by Playground. Called is presented by Playground. And I want to let you know that Playground uh, has over 600 machines, poker tournaments, and Playground casino games, daily promotions, and unmatched customer service. Why go anywhere else? Located just over the Mercier Bridge, only minutes from downtown Montreal. And uh, Agnello, where are we going? We are going to... doesn't matter who we're going to. Who we're going to exactly. Okay. Hello, who's this? Hello? Hello? He hung up. I heard Agnello saying, yeah, he hung up. I hear Agnello in the background. Did you hear that? All right. You see, some people tell me, answer your phones. Let's get to the calls. We answer the phones. The first call we go to, hung up. I knew I was going to regret doing this. I just, the only reason why I did it is I kind of like wanted to be a man of the people. You know, somebody asked me to answer the phone. So I said, okay, we're going to answer the phone. So what do we do? We answer the phone. We go to the call. Hello, nobody there. Hello, nobody there. Hello, nobody there. And nobody was there. So this is what we're going to do. I think I'm going to cut my losses here. All right. And we're going to get to your calls tomorrow night after the Montreal Canadiens and the Nashville Predators. P.K. Subban is in town. As a matter of fact, he visited the kids at the Montreal Children's Hospital earlier today. What a beautiful thing. And tomorrow night, the Montreal Canadiens are going to honor him. And it looks like it's going to be a very, very special night at the Bell Center. Anthony from Montreal says, I called and got disconnected. Sorry. Okay. Well, you know what? Why don't you call back? Hello, who's this? Hello? Hello? Yes. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? It's Kaiwan. Kaiwan. From Kitchener. We call, I called a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay, okay. How you doing? Yeah, no, hold on. I'm doing pretty good, thanks. Tony, yourself? Very, very good. Thank you. I, I hear Agnello in the background telling somebody else to hold on, but I, I'm doing good, man. What's on your mind? No, I'm the guy in the chat. I'm, I'm Cook, Cook 69 for the guys at Center Ice and all them. And Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on a second. Which one are you in the chat again? Cook, Cook 69. Okay, Cook, Cook 69. Okay, okay. Very, very good. Is that uh, yeah, we, we your? It, it up in the chat. I, I, I love it. But anyways, uh, there's, yeah. no, there's some pretty good talking. Pretty good. You guys got a a good bunch of fellows in here. Yeah, we, you know what? Oh, this is this is the sick army that we have. We love it. We love it. I know this, Tony. I know this. Yeah. And I love your show, brother. I love the guys in the back. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate here, it. Uh, and, and trust me, there's no greater fans. I know they're all in Montreal, but. Um, I'm from Quebec originally. It's really okay. tough to be a Habs fan, so it's good to have shows like yours, and it's a, it's a, it's a pleasure. We, uh, we strive to be the, uh, the best Habs podcast in the world. That's what we strive to be, and uh, uh, that's the goal. That's the goal. Uh, Absolutely, people, brother. Yeah, yeah, people want to know why the... Uh, Bring your wife out. 
Yeah, people want to know why the uh, the username is uh, was uh, is that your year of birth? Uh, the, oh, oh, well, yeah, I, I, yeah, yes, it is. I'll be, I'll be fifty three this year. Okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, very, very good. All right, my man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Have a good night, Tony. Thanks again. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if he was. If he was actually born in 69, and I'm doing the math right now, if it's going to be his birthday this year, wouldn't he be 54 instead of 53? Because I just said it, I just think he said he was going to be 53. Anyway, boo. All right. I think we're going to take one more. Are we going to take one more? Let's take one more. Luigi in Montreal. Luigi, how are you? How you doing, Tony? Luigi D'Amore from Ansi. Tony. I'm how doing well. How are you? Fantastic show tonight with Mapper. was amazing. Yeah, we're having fun. We're having fun. Uh, by the way, Tony, I want to, this is not sports related, but you're looking good. You slimmed down. I can I can see your face. You're looking very very well. Ah, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. I uh, I had lost I had, as well. Uh, I had lost uh, eleven pounds in the last uh, two months or so, but uh, tonight I, I I had a couple of desserts, and I have a feeling that I might just put back a couple more tomorrow. But anyway, uh, one day at a time, Louis. One day at a time. You're allowed to cheat once in a while, Tony, but you're looking very, very good. Keep on doing what you're doing, Tony. Hey, I know you're a big, thank you, I appreciate it. I know you're a big CF, besides being a big Canadians fan, I also know you're a big CF Montreal fan. Uh, For those who missed it earlier today, um, over the past couple of days, Kai Kamara had not reported uh, to CF Montreal training preseason, and uh, the coach told us that uh, he was sick. And uh, Olivier Renard, the sporting director, actually clarified it today and said, listen, he was sick. Yeah, well, that's what we were told. He got to, you know, his doctor sent us a note telling us he was sick so that he wasn't going to be able to make the trip. When we asked for more information, they never got back to us. But Kai Kamara tweeted earlier this morning that, you know, I love my stay in Montreal and I would have loved to have my family come down and join me. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, it just it's not going to work out and I'm going to look for a new home now. Anyway, it's a matter of negotiations, and um, he wanted a two-year deal. They offered him a two-year deal. He wanted a raise. They offered him a raise, but it appears like maybe he wanted too much. And, you know, Kai Kamara is a very good goal scorer. He's like the third-best goal scorer in the history of MLS, but I think he's been on like 12 or 13 teams or whatever it is. So at one point, I don't think it was CF Montreal this time around. I think it was maybe him trying to uh, maybe make – half a million dollars, maybe even more at an age where he just, he probably doesn't merit that money, you know? Correct. You're absolutely right, Tony. But Louis, it's a game of comparables. When you see your teammate that's making 500 or 600 and you score more than him, you say, well, if he's making it, I should make it too. That's what, that's what it is, right? Well, you're absolutely right because apparently tonight uh, on Twitter or on social media, they have Miller being traded to another team in the MLS. For allocation money. Allocation money, correct. That surprised me a little bit, to tell you the truth, because I thought that he could be a player that they could build up his value one more year and then actually sell him off to Europe, which would have been more um, um, fruitful for the club than actually allocation money. So I'm a little bit surprised by that, but, I mean, I guess there's a reason behind it. Absolutely, absolutely. Louis, in ending, why don't we do this, Louis? Your thoughts, and we'll end the show with you, Louis. The Montreal Canadiens are going to honor P.K. Subban tomorrow. It was um, it was uh, a relationship that started off beautifully between 
P.K. Subban and the Montreal Canadiens. And then at one point, as his brand got bigger, um, you know, there were a couple of problems. Uh, where have I heard that before? Uh, and uh, all of a sudden, there were, you know, different rules for him uh, that were implemented that weren't probably there for everyone else because no one else was probably didn't have a brand as much as him. Uh, and wasn't as marketable as he was. So he, you know, they tried to uh, bring him in a little bit. He wanted to uh, do his thing. They didn't want him to. And uh, he was traded for Shea Weber. Uh, a couple of weeks or about a week before, uh, his no trade clause would have kicked into his contract where he would have had, I think, I'm trying to remember, I think he would have had six years left on his deal because originally it was an eight-year deal of $9 million a year, $72 million. They get to honor him tomorrow night. Louis, your thoughts on the Canadians honoring P.K. Subban tomorrow night? I think it's a fabulous initiative, uh, Tony. I'm going to tell you a story. When P.K. was uh, with the Canadians, the same week he got traded to Nashville in the offseason, I bought my son a jersey of P.K. Subban, which he's going to wear tomorrow. And I was so disappointed that he got traded. Uh, it worked out well for both teams, but off-ice, you know, we criticize athletes all the time, but this guy takes the time. He's a classy individual. Uh, he's got a, that a million dollar smile, and the fans always loved him. And I know he's going to get a standing ovation tomorrow. Uh, I'm I'm 100 sure. The oh, he's he's going to he's going to get a big time standing ovation tomorrow. Absolutely, Tony. Absolutely, and and you know what he does for kids here in Montreal? It's absolutely fantastic. Look, look, Louis, Louis, uh, PK Subban wasn't unanimous. He did rub some people the wrong way. You know, I did hear stories from the locker room whether you know. You know, some of them are probably true. Some of them are probably players that probably wish that they were P.K. Subban and they had, you know, they were bringing in the sponsorship dollars that he was and they probably had his marketability and they probably had his brand. So you don't always know what to believe. But I look, I will say this. This no one can take away. P.K. Subban was one of the most exciting players the Montreal Canadiens have had uh, in the last 15 or 20 years. Number one. Number two, P.K. Subban. He's a pretty good player. He won a Norris Trophy. Number three, P.K. Subban was one of the best clutch performers in the playoffs. And number four, and last but not least, P.K. Subban pledged to raise $10 million for the Children's Hospital. So, you know, people can say what they want. He's not everyone's favorite defenseman for whatever reason, but no one can counter that he was one of their most exciting players. He was one of their best clutch players. He won the Norris trophy and he pledged to raise $10 million for the children's hospital. And, you know, if I hear one more time, well, if it were, you know, it wasn't his money. First of all, some of it was, that's number one. Number two. Well, you know what? I don't care whose money it was. He pledged to raise it. He had initiatives to raise it. He had events to raise it, and he raised it. And if 20 players on the team would have pledged to raise $10 million for the hospital, well, then the hospital would have received $200 million. Right? Absolutely. Can't take anything away. Uh, he'll get the standing ovation tomorrow night, and he deserves oh, it. Absolutely, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be clapping for my house, Tony, in front of the TV because you know perfect. what? Hopefully, and your son will be at the game wearing his uh, PK Subban jersey. Is that correct? Yeah, he's gonna be home. We're gonna be both home because he has an. Oh, he's gonna party. be at home. We're gonna okay. be watching. 
Uh, if yeah, he was at the game, I was going to say clap so hard that your son can hear you. But uh, <laughs> I, I think you're not going to be the only one who's going to be clapping from home tomorrow night. Luigi, I know I told you you'd be the last caller, but Sammy Cavallaro of Master Control, who is the boss of the show, even though he told me I'm the boss, he's the boss, and he's the godfather. Everybody knows it. Sammy says I'm going to take one more. Okay, Louis, have a great night. You take care of yourself. Good night. Good night, Tony. Take Luigi Damori from Ahansik. I had a chance to meet him. Used to listen to my radio show. Uh, met him on a soccer field. He volunteers his time with amateur clubs. Has given so much of his time. I had a chance to meet him. He's become a personal friend of mine. We have each other's number. We call each other every couple of days, see how each other's doing. He's a great man. Tony in Pennsylvania. Him I've never met, but maybe one day if he comes to Montreal, maybe I will. Tony, we're going to end the show with you tonight. This better be good, my man. I'll try to do my best. How are you? I'm good. Well, hey, so um, as a Canadian fan living in uh, Pennsylvania, you know, I've never seen the Canadians play in person or anything like that. Um, you know, I'm 28 years old, so I was born the year after they last won a Stanley Cup. Um, so I've only ever known, like, frustration and pain and anger toward this team. And, Tony, I 100% agree with you. Whenever you're talking about, you know, them landing Bedard, the rebuild is done. They get a couple top five picks. The rebuild is basically finalized. But I'm sorry, it's just a pessimist to me. So I just kind of want to know your opinion. If the Canadians do not get a top five pick and Florida's pick is outside the top ten, like how much longer can this rebuild last until fans and the media start calling for management's head and they just got to start fielding a team to be somewhat competitive? It all depends. They're going to have to make some trades and or sign some unrestricted free agents, which obviously will complicate the process a little bit because the best way you can go about it is actually through the draft. Why? Because the players you're going to draft, they're going to be on an entry-level contract for the first three years. They're going to be making less than a million dollars. If you make a trade, chances are you're not going to get anything great on the marketplace making less than a million dollars because teams don't usually trade their players in the first two or three years of their entry-level contract. That's number one. Number two, they usually say that unrestricted free agency is kind of like the worst day in the National Hockey League. If you want a bargain, you're not going to get an unrestricted free agency. So it'll complicate the process. But in Gorton, I trust. In Hughes, I trust. This management team is going to get it done, Tony. It's not a question of if. It's more a question of when. Tony, thanks for your call. We started with Thank Tony. You. And we're ending with a Tony. To you, my sick army, if you like what you had a chance to hear, hit the like button, message sick, S-I-C-K. S-I-C-K. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, if you're going to be listening at any point on Google, Apple, or Spotify, if you leave us a five-star review, we'll really appreciate it. Habs fans, take our latest quiz. To test your Habs knowledge, click the link in the YouTube description or find it on our Facebook and our Twitter. Tomorrow night, the Nashville Predators visit the Montreal Canadiens and P.K. Subban will be there. You be there too, and you'll be right here on the Sick Podcast starting at 10 p.m. Eastern because we're going to be talking P.K. And I'm not talking about shorthanded. I'm talking about P.K. Subban. And your Montreal Canadiens, once again, all in the same sentence, it's going to happen tomorrow night. This podcast is sick. My audience is sick. We're going to have a sick week. It's going to be a sick game tomorrow night. 
It's going to be a sick ambiance at the Bell Center. It's going to be a sick podcast tomorrow night. I'm Marin Arrow. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. 8.6. Intense by nature. And La Cage. If the last time you went to La Cage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to La Cage. The menu will surprise you. 